welcome to the virtual cafe, June 2nd. We are at week 11 and we are today going to discuss LinkedIn. And uh, Meredith, if you want to. Yep, sorry about that. Thank you so much. If anybody wants just to mute yourself, that would be terrific. <clears throat> so welcome again. <laughs> welcome to the virtual cafe, June 2nd. And today my guest speaker is Brenda Meller. For those of you who are expecting David, he will be joining us in a few weeks when he does not have laryngitis. And so Brenda and I first met when she tagged me on LinkedIn. We're going to talk about what that is and why it's important to learn how to do it and do it well. And she tagged me on LinkedIn when she put together a list of LinkedIn rock stars. And I happened to be one of her rock stars and she was sharing her knowledge, which was terrific for her in the sense of collaboration, co competition, education, to include this group of people. And then also a week or so ago, she hosted a small group of us who were sharing our challenges about teaching LinkedIn, our insights about that. So first of all, welcome to everybody. Brenda, you may need to unmute yourself. I'm not quite sure if you're all set there or not. But anyhow, so Brenda is in, uh, you're in Detroit? I am, mm -hmm. Metro Detroit, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Brenda, tell us a little bit about your background how you came about learning so much about LinkedIn. You've got 30,000 followers. How did you do that? Lots of questions for you. So welcome and how'd you get started? So um, hi everybody. First of all, so nice to see all of you today. And I'm really glad, I, I love when I'm in a video and I can see all the faces because um, I always say it's like, it's really nice to see faces other than my family members. Like I love them all dearly, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but um, what are we in like month two and a half now of, lockdown and, and all of that. And it's so nice to see, especially like when you go out in public, everybody's covered with the mask and you can't see facial expressions and smiles. Diane and I are both speakers. So Diane, you'll probably, probably relate to this. When you're speaking, it's really hard when you're doing a webinar to not see reactions. You know, I told a funny joke. Do they think it was funny or do they think I'm kooky? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm really, really happy to be here today. And um, Diane reached out to me. And at first I said, no, I can't because I have a LinkedIn Live. And then the gentleman I had scheduled today, he, he emailed me this morning and he said, there's a, there's a movement today. Um, it's the blackout on social media. I hadn't heard about it. I had just heard about it from his email, but he says, in light of that, should we reschedule because we don't want to appear tone deaf in our message? And I said, absolutely. And then I texted Diane and I said, hey, I'm available. So um, my background is I've, I've been in marketing my entire career up until three years ago. I worked for organizations in a variety of different marketing roles, and I'd always admired people that left corporate and started their own business, but I never thought I'd be one of those people. Um, I'd been through multiple career changes. You know, I, I changed jobs every few years throughout my career, um, twice not by choice, you know, where I was tapped on the shoulder and brought into the HR office because of downsizing and and restructuring reasons. And the last time it happened, um, I um, was given the choice of staying on for three months through the career or through the restructuring transition. I gave it a week, I went home, I came back on a Monday and I um, sat down with HR and, and my manager at the time and I said, today's my last day. And I held my head high and I have absolutely no regrets. And I'm thankful that everything happened in the way that it did in the order that it did because I never would have had the courage to leave my corporate job otherwise. So now what I do is I work as an independent marketing consultant and I specialize in helping people unlock the power of LinkedIn. I do that through individual coaching and training. I do that through team training. Everything's virtual now. 
Um, I love presenting and sharing my knowledge with others. So I, I do a lot of kind of free tips. If you are following me on LinkedIn or subscribing to my e-news or um, anything like that, I do a lot of free tips and strategy tips because I'm a big believer in paying it forward and helping others by using our gifts and talents to do so. Um, Diane and I, I think we share many things in common and, and one is our love of helping people and paying it forward. I'm a big believer in social media karma, that whole concept that if you pay it forward to others and you help others, the universe will reward you at, at some point. And I, and I think that's what makes this world a wonderful place. And I posted just today on LinkedIn this morning, before I heard about the blackout movement and everything, um, I posted this this morning and I, I was feeling over the past couple of days some negativity coming into my head um, because of an interaction I'd had with somebody on LinkedIn. And I'm like, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling because of this person's criticism? And I decided instead of, of sitting in that negativity to turn it into something positive. And I believe there is good in the world. I believe there is hope. Um, you have to look for it and you have to focus your energy in that direction. I, I strongly believe energy moves in one direction. You can either focus on the things that are holding you back, the people that have wronged you, the situations that are happening to you and the what ifs, or you can choose to focus on what will propel you and move you forward. And that was what my post was about today. I believe in people. I believe that people are good. I believe that I will get more out of life if I focus on coopetition versus competition, for example, focusing on building my network with people like Diane, who, um, you know, we may do some similar things, but we can learn from each other. I believe we're going to achieve more by focusing on learning from each other rather than tearing each other down and attacking each other. So I kind of felt like this tapped a little bit into what's happening here um, on a national level today. It, it felt like for me, I, I got some peace from that because I released that negative energy that was sucking my, my headspace for the past couple days. Um, both with what's happening and this interaction I had with someone. So I'm, I'm here today to kind of share LinkedIn strategy tips and I'll Great. let Diane lead the conversation. Great. So you mentioned this morning you post. How often do you post? This is a yeah. question that I get asked. I'm going to be a little bit practical, tactical, detail. Yeah. How do you, you know, I, you tagged me. Talk about yeah. posting, talk about tagging. What are mm -hmm. some strategies for yeah. people who are trying to build and grow their LinkedIn um, following as an individual? And then we can talk about businesses later on. Sure. So uh, I, I'm going to answer that short first, and then I'm going to give a back end explanation behind it. The short answer is at minimum, you should be posting at least once a week on LinkedIn, ideally once per business day, you know, working up to once per business day. And if you can try posting one day, every single day for a month, and you will see what I mean, like why, why that is such a powerful tool to do. So the facts are this, there's 690 million members on LinkedIn. About 303 million people are active on a monthly basis or more. There's some of us that are heavy users, like 48% of us go on the site every single day. But when they factor in all the data, the average person is only spending about 17 minutes per month on LinkedIn. So if you connect with people and then you never post and never engage on the homepage feed, you are quickly forgotten. You kind of blend into the background. If you post, you are reaching people who are on LinkedIn within that hour or several hours span around the time that you engaged and posted on LinkedIn. And the more often you post, the more often you come up in the homepage feed. And I guarantee if you guys connect with me, I'm going to be one of those people you're always going to seeing, you see in your homepage feed because I do post every single day. And I'm also posting content 
that is, um, is relevant for my target audience, meaning it's not salesy. Um, I'm trying to post things that are either kind of in three categories, informational, educational, or inspirational. And I also love to shine the spotlight on others. And that's what that whole LinkedIn rockstar list is all about. So the rockstar list has how many people on it? 30? Um, no, I actually have three lists now. Um, there is a LinkedIn trainer version of the list. And I think there's under 100 people on that. And originally it started where I just started keeping track of people who were doing similar things to me, both in Metro Detroit and then nationally and then internationally. Um, then I created a split off of the list and I put people who are non LinkedIn trainers and coaches. So people who work in finance or legal or technology or other fields, because I didn't feel it was fair to, I'm kind of tracking the, the follower growth is what I'm doing. And I didn't feel it was fair to track LinkedIn trainers compared to non LinkedIn trainers, because we're kind of like focused on this all the time. And then I also split out into a third group, people who have hundred thousand followers or more. Um, because I'll just use an example like Gary Vaynerchuk or Shay Robottom. They're at a whole different level. Yeah. Some of these people have teams that are helping them um, and their follower growth is at a different trajectory level than us normal human beings, us mortals, if you will. So it's three lists. I publish them. Um, you know, it's three Saturdays of the month. This Saturday, I think it's a Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday is the LinkedIn Rockstar version. So Saturday morning, usually before noon Eastern time is when I publish the list. And um, everyone on that list, I mean, it's ranked, but everyone on that list is a rock star in my eyes. I don't really take people off and I'm very um, selective about who I add into the list now because this is something I just do for my own benefit. I'm not getting paid for it. And it is a little bit time consuming to pull it together, but I enjoy it because it connects me with amazing people like Diane. So let's talk about tagging when, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was helping someone the other day um, who was, um, she's doing a workshop and I, uh, on, um, uh, coaching uh, college people with ADD. Hmm. And so she was, she was going to put that as a post. And I said she should tag, you know, other coaches who maybe would want to take it. Um, and she had never heard about tagging. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about kind of what that is, best practices? Sometimes I see people, so there's tags and then there's hashtags. And sometimes it seems like it just clutters the post. Other times I feel like it adds to the post. Yeah, really great question. And I'm actually looking for, I, I created a YouTube video. I'm going to message you guys in comments with the link because it shows the instructions because I get two questions that are commonly asked, Jan, about, about the subject of tagging. One is, how do I do it? Because there's a lot of people that just, it, you know, technically, technologically, I'm not sure how to do it. You know, and in the YouTube link I just put in there walks you through the steps how to do it. Um, so how to do it is you use the at sign in your post. So on my numeric keyboard, it's on the two key. Um, so I use the at sign and then you start typing in the person's first name without any spaces in it. Um, and it should populate in the list underneath it. Once you see it, you grab their name and then, you know, you, you hit the space bar and it should bold it, which makes it clickable. Um, so the how to do it is one thing, what to do from a strategic standpoint, um, you know, you want to tag people strategically, um, tag them in the post if the post is relevant to them. So, you know, you, you know, and I, I joked about this a little while ago, I don't know if you saw my post on this, Diane, but you know, you've made it, so to speak, when people start spam tagging you, um, I, I'm, I'm getting into some of these posts now and they're people from different countries and it's a video about a goat or something. I'm like, I have no idea what this even is, but it's like, they'll put me in a, in a 
they'll talk about something about universal human existence or whatever. And then there's like 30 people they tag. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with me. And in the beginning, I was a little irritated. I'm like, when you tag a person, it actually does push out a notification to that person. It also goes in the person's homepage feed. So basically, you know, I've got 35,000 followers. So when you tag me on LinkedIn, you get an opportunity to access my network. You know, you get some visibility for yourself. That's why they're doing it. But when you tag someone and it's not strategic, they get a little irritated. Like, why are you tagging me? They're not likely to engage with the post, you know, liking it or adding a comment. So um, for example, if you guys wanted to today post about me being on the webinar, and I would encourage you to do so, feel free. If there's something that you learned that was helpful, go onto LinkedIn today, post about it, and say something like this. Kudos to at Diane Darling, so you tag her, on booking at Brenda Meller. Um, as a speaker in today's virtual cafe, I learned and then tell people something that you learned. When you do that, Diane will get a notification. She'll probably like the post and add a comment and thank you. Um, if you tag me, I'll do the same thing. I will like it. I'll add a comment. I'll encourage people to visit your profile as well. Um, so it's strategic. When you tag people and there's a reason, I mean, you're kind of shining the spotlight on us, right? When you tag us, if there's a reason, they will tend to reply back. If you're just spam tagging, just randomly tagging people to try to get more impressions for your post, they are less likely to reply back and you're not going to get a lot of engagement. I'm also starting to see, Diane, it seems like those posts are getting penalized by LinkedIn. So I think LinkedIn is picking up. If you tag people and they don't engage, I think you're getting a penalty. Um, I have no proof of that yet, but it's a theory I'm kind of trying to, to research right now. So what's the difference between posting and writing an article? And do you mm -hmm. have opinions about what people should do to, um, to increase their personal brand? Rob yeah. Levinson is here with us. I think he's here with us. There he is. Mm -hmm. And he was our speaker a few weeks ago. Actually, he was our speaker when we got Zoom bombed a while back. Oh, you did? I, I've never been on one. So what happened with that? We'll talk about that later. Anyhow, Rob, <laughs> is, Rob is a personal brand guru. Okay. And so he has been doing some fun videos on LinkedIn and getting some, you know, increase and so what would you what would be your advice for rob or anybody else yeah. who wants to should they be doing videos should they be videos should they be um edited and graphics and professionally mm -hmm. polished or should they be kind of guerrilla videos yeah so i'm gonna and you had a question earlier you said blog versus or articles article. versus posts so i just i actually did blog, do a linkedin blog about this what is the difference between an article and a post and and linkedin can, keeps kind of evolving their blogging platform if you go on the home page where you post underneath it it says um share an article and that's where that's the blogging module essentially so a linkedin post has a character limit of 1300 characters um blogs really have no character limit so you can go a lot longer linkedin has limitations within the post feature you can only um put certain types of text. You can import emojis and tag people and things like that. But within the blogging module, you can import videos, multiple links, you can do call out text. So you can kind of dress it up a little bit and you can put an extensive amount of information in there with a call to action at the bottom. Um, articles sit in one place in your activity feed and posts go in another place. So what I often do is, um, and Rob, I don't know if, if, if it was him or somebody else asked the question, if it's a short answer, um, I sometimes will post the answer on my company page if somebody's asking me a question. If it's a longer answer, I put my response in a blog. 
And then I don't say, Rob asked me this question or Diane asked me this question. I'll say a network connection asked me a question. What's the difference between an article and a post? So instead of just sharing an answer with one person, I will blog about it and then I'll share the link with the person. So it's a way of um, demonstrating your, your subject matter expertise and putting it in a longer form. There's some limitations to the visibility on LinkedIn articles versus putting a blog on your company website. Generally speaking, I would say if you are comfortable with writing, try blogging on LinkedIn. I think it can help you to reach new audiences. I have some blogs that have reached tens and thousands of people and other ones sit there and they may not get a whole lot of engagement. But when I have a conversation like today and somebody says, hey, what's the difference between this and that? I can pull up my LinkedIn blog and send it to you guys. So that's the first question. Video. Um, get comfortable with video. I think especially with everything that's going on now, we're on, we're on Zoom video all the time, so we're getting a lot more comfortable with it. I like posting video on LinkedIn. I do LinkedIn Live, the interview series. I featured um, Diane in, in one of those recently. I also do videos on my own, and I, I literally, I have my iPhone. I've got a tripod. I'll turn my phone sideways because LinkedIn prefers horizontal videos. They are starting to get into more square formats now, but I like to put it sideways because LinkedIn prefers that horizontal. And then when I upload it to YouTube, YouTube prefers horizontal layout videos. Um, the great thing is I can record a video. I can click start and stop and do multiple takes until I'm comfortable with that message. And then when I'm comfortable with it, then I can post that on LinkedIn. Um, to answer your question about production and captions and all the other, um, don't overthink it. I think the biggest thing is you need to just get started. And what I would encourage you to do is to just post a video. And if you're working, you know, that video should be, hey, my name is Brenda Meller. My business is Meller Marketing. I help people unlock the power of LinkedIn, a, a kind of a promo message. Um, short videos tend to work best. One to three minutes is kind of ideal. If you were to upload a video to LinkedIn um, natively, um, meaning uploading the MP4 in there, you have to keep it 10 minutes or less. If you share an external video link, like pointing to a Vimeo or a YouTube, be aware that there's a penalty that is put into place in the algorithm and you're not going to get as much reach. Um, start small. Don't worry about lighting and captions and sound and all. Like just do something. You will get good at something by doing it and doing it a lot. Now I'm at a point where I'm coming on a Zoom call and I've got, you know, two lighting kits. I don't know if I can, I can show you guys. Like I've got this lighting kit over here, this lighting kit over here. I didn't start off that way. I've also got earbuds in. You can't really see them, but they're kind of subtle here. I've got a little lapel microphone that I have clipped in. That helps to increase my audio and video quality. But I didn't start with that. I started with just, you know, no lighting on there, sitting in front of a, a window, I didn't even have an external webcam. Now I've got an external webcam. And what is works best is if the webcam is directly at eye level. So if I were to take my finger from my eye level and point to my webcam, it's at eye level. Whereas a lot of times when you're seeing people on video, they're using their webcam and it's kind of like looking up their nose, like I can't do it right now, but you know what I mean? Like that angle is a little bit different. Yeah. How did I learn all those things? Nobody told me. I learned by doing. I learned by watching, by replaying, by looking at the lighting, by looking at the sound and figuring things out as I went along. So Rob, I shouted you out. What questions do you, do you have any specific questions for Brenda? Because you know, you and I have had fun with this whole video discussion. Uh, yes, I, I certainly do have. Uh, I have an overarching question for you. 
So I've been a pretty active LinkedIn user for, for years. I'm surely not as active as, as you or Diane, but I regularly post things, I share things, I comment on things, I like things. Um, and you know, my idea has always been to keep my lights bright and to be relevant and for someone to think about me for five seconds that day. So uh, a typical post of mine will get anywhere from you know, 250 to 2,000 likes, responses, views, whatever. Right. So um, this is the thing that I don't really understand. I've been doing this for years. I'm an active user. And I'm kind of asking myself, to what end? Because yeah. I have never, ever once, and I am not a shy person, have ever uh, converted one of those likes or whatever into an inquiry, into a phone call, into anything. So I just, I, I'm a believer, but sometimes I feel like I'm just doing this for my own entertainment. Yeah. So great question. Can I do a screen share, Diane, or no? Um, I, I try. Let's see if it works. Host disabled participants. So I think does, that, does anybody else have that same question? Brian has it. Yeah. Let, let's see. If, let me see if I can't. Um, Jessica, can you give? Um, I, I gave the uh, host. Can you make me a co-host. I can do a screen share, Rob, and then I can give you a couple pointers on things I can give you as immediate. Um, I'm looking at your profile as we're talking right now, but I can give you some pointers, and I think it would help if you saw it up on screen. So, in You're, a, in a Brenda, you should be co-host now. Awesome. So in a broad sense, here's what I, I think about is um, how are you using LinkedIn and, and what are your business goals? Um, are you trying to book more clients for speaking engagements? Are you trying to sell books? Like what are you trying to do on LinkedIn? What is your goal? Well, my goal is to generate um, interest in my services as a brand strategist. Okay. So everything on your profile should be lined up to support that. So Things like you've got this header image in the background, which is, it's a stock photo. It's, it's not bad, but what if instead you use something that promoted your business? What if you use something, it's not clickable, but there's a web link and it says what you get when you go there or download my free e-guide to go here, subscribe to my e-news. <coughs> um, sometimes I see people that will post, um, Diane, I'm going to pull yours up on the screen. I hope you don't mind. Sometimes I'll see people that will have, um, you know, this is a message kind of related to current times, but sometimes I see people that will post like, I've been featured in the New York Times and other places and, um, you know, things like that. But I like to think of everything on your profile should be intentional towards your ideal target audience and towards supporting your business goals. So um, in addition to that, you know, let's look at your contact info. So let's assume I want to do business with you. I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile. I go here. Um, I, I see letsleverage.com and it says company website, which I don't know what that is, so I'm not going to go there, right? Instead, if you go into that contact section, whoops, let me go back here, go into that contact info section where it says website, in instead of choosing company website, choose the word other, and then you can put a couple keywords describing what do you get when you go to that web page, okay? And maybe it's not just one web page. Maybe you put three web pages in here. So if I go to your website, this is your homepage, I'm guessing, right? You yes. probably have other places, like think about three places on the, on the internet where you'd like to send people. Do you have an email subscription by chance? Can I subscribe to an e-news for you? No. 
Okay. Do you have like a YouTube channel where I could see um, clips of you speaking? I do not. Okay. What else do you have on your website? Do you have a blog? Uh, I do. Okay. So you could put a second link that features your, your blogs and then yeah. you could say um, brand strategy tips, for example. So we're increasing opportunities for people to reach out to connect with us by doing that. Rob, why do you have two Twitters? Do I? Yeah. Is one your personal and one's your company? Oh, I guess so. I, I, I rarely use it. And if you're not, you know, if you're not regularly using it, take it off. Okay. I, I'm a big believer in we sculpt our profile. We take out what's not relevant. We keep in what is, it re is relevant and that creates uh, a work of art, if you will. You know, kind of that sculpted profile. Last time you, you posted was 2016 in, in this one. Um, for speakers, I like to see their Twitter accounts because if I see you at an event, I like to tag them. Now this one, it looks like it's a little bit more current, you know, April 23rd of this year. But, you know, I would just say clean up anything, you know, take out anything of your account that's not relevant and doesn't support your career goals, your business goals, and then make sure that everything else that's in here is set up in a way that supports you. Another thing I saw in your activity feed here is you're posting a lot of external links, um, you know, New York Times articles, New York Times, this one, this is like resharing. There's actually a penalty in place when you reshare content or when you share external links. Um, LinkedIn wants to keep you on the site. They don't want you to send people off of the site. So it's actually better to post new organic content, things that you've created, than it is to share other people's content on the site. Well, the reason, the reason I started doing that is um, the level of effort to share something that was relevant to my area of expertise was very low. And what I discovered is the, the amount of responses I got uh, wasn't always tremendously different from my original content. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but again, I mean, these are all very helpful tips and I really appreciate them and I believe in everything you're saying. Um, but again, nothing I've ever done has ever transferred into any direct inquiry for business. So that's mm -hmm. what, that's where I'm sort of falling down on this. Because Do you, when you send invitations, when What's you that? send invitations, Rob, are you personalizing your invitations? Or are you including a personal note when you connect with people? Of course. Okay. And, I, and when you do that personal note, do you then follow up after they connect and kind of give a one-line sales pitch, if you will, of your business, ask them to keep you in mind? Are you keeping that dialogue going? To the best of my ability. Okay. So Rob, you were doing those fun videos for a while. I was doing fun videos for a while. That was an experiment and I did get, um, I did get a lot of views, but I came to believe that it was like a car wreck. Like people could not look away and who is this person and what is he talking about and why is he doing this? So yes, I did do that. So Brenda, are you suggesting that instead of him posting to outside links, he find links within LinkedIn and, and, I think what you better? should do, Rob, if you're trying to position yourself as a brand strategist, give people brand strategy tips once or twice a week. I think I told you this, Bray. I think I told you this, Rob. <laughs> like, I, I kind of think about, for me, I give, um, I try to post every single day, at least once a week, it's a LinkedIn strategy tip. And I kind of think about, it's like when I go to the fruit market and they have the free samples and I take a slice of cheese from the deli counter and I'm like, when I walk through the store, I'm like, mm, that cheese was really good. I'm going to go back and get another. I'm going to get a whole pound of it. 
it's the same thing with, you know, when you share tips in your LinkedIn posts, you're helping to reach people who are interested in that content. Um, and it kind of gives them a taste of what you have to offer. You well, know, that's, that's what I do more in the original posts that I do. These are just shared mm -hmm. articles, but you, if you see the actual things that I've written, yeah, like look at this one. This was, um, I'm looking at all these external articles and I get to this one three months ago. This was original content posted by you. Yes. And you got 19 likes and eight comments. The other thing I would suggest is every time someone leaves a comment, Rob, you need to reply back and thank them with five or more words or acknowledge a response with five or more words. It's kind of like when my nine-year-old daughter walks in and she gives me a piece of artwork and says, mommy, look what I made it made for you. And if I don't turn to acknowledge her, I hurt her feelings. You know, so when Brenda, I turned her out, she makes more artwork for me. So Brenda, where does it say the views on that article? So, so I, I couldn't see the views unless I am logged into your account. You are the only person who could see the views, but I can see as a LinkedIn member, I can see that you have 19 likes and eight comments. So you would have to be in your LinkedIn account to see your views. I, but I was, it's, it's about 1200. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and I don't even know how that happened. So, yeah. okay. Well, part of it is, is everybody, when people interact with the post, the post stays in the homepage feed longer. Every comment somebody makes, it pops it into the homepage feed again. So if you comment back, it pops it back into the homepage feed again. And, and this was three months ago. I mean, it might be too long now to go back and reply back and thank people, but you certainly could. And you might start to get some new engagement for this post. Obviously, you want to kind of look at, I don't know what the post is about. You want to think about, does it still... Is it still relevant given what's happening in the world right now? But I would say use data to help you to understand what's working, what's not working. Look at the likes every single time. And sometimes you might find like I'm looking, I'm looking as me looking at your account. So nobody I'm connected to here, but Megan is a third level. John is a second level. Pablo is a second level. So if you're reaching people who are not first level connections, you may want to consider clicking to go over to their profile, inviting them to connect with you. But that's weird because I am connected with them. But these, I'm looking at them on my on my it. view of your account. So, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's it's it's she it's it's what she can see, not you. Right. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So it's just I think there's little things in here, Rob, that could make a big impact for you. I'm what I'm seeing in here in terms of your activity feed, though is um, a lot of external links. So you're gonna get hit with the penalty on those. I would say like try once a week to post something originally of your own creation. And it doesn't need to be, I mean, Rob, you can like go and find a Google image that has an inspirational quote. It doesn't need to be spending a whole lot of time with it, but just try putting your own content out there. But I, I go back to my original question. Again, mm -hmm. all your advice is spot on great. <laughs> I have never gotten Mm -hmm. I've never gotten a, saw you on LinkedIn or I've got a project or you seem to know a thing or two about brand or maybe we should have a zip, zero, mm -hmm. nada. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm, I don't understand because everything you say is accurate and true. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, it makes no sense let, to me. Let me give you one more thing to work on because I'm going to challenge you. There is opportunity on here. We just haven't cracked the code for you yet. So your business is Leverage Advisors? Yeah. So this is your LinkedIn company page. And what I, the analogy I like to use is when we connect with people on LinkedIn, it's kind of like we are, we are networking with them. So it's kind of like we go to the mall and we might be there because we're just looking to hang out or get lunch or go shopping or maybe just window shop. So that's kind of what we are doing on a personal level when we connect with people on LinkedIn. Your company page is like you're walking inside the store like a Bath and Body Works. 
So when I go into your company page, I am receptive to sales messages about your organization. Now I see on here, you've got 14 followers on your company page, but you have never posted. So if I were you, I would start posting once a week on your company page. And these are more sales types of messages. The very first post I would do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the link in the comments here in a second, is just a welcome message. Welcome to the official LinkedIn company page for Leverage Advisors. Follow this page to learn more about um, brand strategy tips and upcoming events, et cetera. And then maybe once a week, you put some, some type of a sales related message in there, something yep. promoting your business. Hey, are you looking to hire a consultant to help you with a branding project post COVID-19? Contact me to learn more. So, you know, when I walk into Bath and Body Works, I am open and receptive to those sales messages. Just like when the, when the um, associate walks up to me with a basket and hands it to me and says, welcome to Bath and Body Works. We're doing buy three, get three free today. And I'm like, crap, I can't get out of here without buying stuff now. But I take the basket and that's the same as when we go to your company page and we click on the follow button. That's yep. basically me raising my hand that says, I am open to hearing more about your company. So far, Rob, you've got 15 people who've said that. Uh, um, you know, over time, as you start to post, you'll start to grow that a little bit more. But for me, my company page has been a source of inquiries, referrals, um, and it's a place where I feel comfortable posting those sales messages because that's what people expect when they go okay. to your company page. Okay? I take your advice. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Fantastic. That was great to get by. It's, it's fun when you see kind of that behind the scenes, under the hood, you know, real experience. Absolutely. So Brenda, what are some mistakes that people make that they really shouldn't be doing? What are some things that you see people do that just make you crazy? Did, were you on the webinar I did this morning? That's why I'm kind of not. I had a conflict, unfortunately. So I actually do a webinar and it's like a, I call it a power 30. It's a three, a free 30 minute webinar. It's like six tips on LinkedIn, common mistakes you might be making. And it's like things that make me cringe when I see people, um, you know, on LinkedIn. And, and the first is, you know, that your profile has not been optimized for your ideal target audience. Um, your profile should be really written to whoever that ideal target audience is. It's not the same as a resume. Um, if you're a job seeker, you can certainly kind of um, put your resume in a light that helps to position you as a candidate, but it really is used more by working professionals. So that's a common mistake. Your profile has not been filled out or optimized. You know, things like I can't see your profile picture. Your um, contact info includes a previous company that you no longer work for. Your about section has not been filled out. Um, you know, there's a lot of mistakes I see in the profile. Another one is when you invite people to connect, um, you're not including a personal invitation. So what I do is when I invite people to connect with me on LinkedIn, I will take 10 to 15 seconds, look at their profile. And this is for people I have not met. If I've met like any of you, I would send an invitation and I would say, hey, Rod, um, it was great to see you on, on Diane's virtual cafe today. Let's connect on LinkedIn. So I remind you where we met. For people I haven't met, I might say, hey, Jessica, we haven't met yet, but, and then I'm going to find one or two items from Jessica's profile. I might say, but we share several common connections, including Diane Darling. And we also have an interest in, and I haven't looked at your profile, Jessica, but I might say we also have an interest in leadership or inspiration or something. I pull something that I'm reading on your profile. Let's connect on LinkedIn. So the invitation is not selling. It's not asking. It is all about that other person. And um, there's no pitching or anything in there. After they accept the invitation, then there's a follow-up. And I'll usually say, 
thanks Jessica for accepting my invitation. And here's my pitch. Let me know if you ever have any LinkedIn strategy tips. That's it. And then I walk away. I don't like send you my Calendly link. I don't like push information on you because I'm waiting and I'm trying to build trust with you. Um, even if you never reply back, Jessica, you have accepted my invitation. You're going to start to see my posts in your homepage feed and you're going to learn more about me. So you've kind of subscribed in. If you are self-employed, another mistake I see is that you don't have a business page or like I was showing um, in Rob's example, you know, you haven't posted on the page. There's not a banner that's put into place. There's a missed opportunity there. So it's a, it's a simple thing to try to turn that around. Um, but it is something a lot of self-employed people just don't think about. Why do, why do I need a company page? It's more work so, to do. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm self-employed, but the business is me and, yeah. you know. Same thing. Go Meller ahead. Marketing is Brenda Meller. Brenda Meller is Meller Marketing, but um, Meller Marketing is an LLC. Brenda Meller is a human being. Um, when people see my posts in the LinkedIn homepage feed, they are expecting my voice, my point of view, my inspiration, insights, et cetera. When they go to my company page, they don't know that it's just me. Um, I occasionally have independent consultants I work with, but I make myself look bigger than I am. I make myself look like a company that's been around for 20 years and we're well established and we have events and webinars and workshops and tips and techniques. So um, your, your business is still separate than you, even though you may be self-employed and you might be your only employee. So how, what should people do on LinkedIn? What should people do differently on LinkedIn and Facebook? Um, so LinkedIn is a professional networking site. Yeah. Facebook is a social networking site. So um, if you're but talking people, about from a business perspective, your company page, is that what you're asking, Diane? Well, I just, I find that some cases, you know, people are, sometimes I think that LinkedIn is getting a little bit more social with the tagging and the hashtagging and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Other times I think that Facebook is trying to be more of a place where you can get leads, you can get um you know establish your your business page and and that following and invite people to events linkedin seemed to kind of like fumble a little bit with the whole event thing for a while it's kind yeah, of they're bad. still fumbling they're they're fumbling with events they're fumbling with groups um i i take from linkedin what works for me okay and um you know the other stuff that doesn't work i'm like well whatever it's you know for the most part too i i tell people don't pay for linkedin if you're paying for a subscription and you don't know what you're getting out of it, cancel it. Cause I don't think you should be paying money for a site. Um, if you're not getting value out of that for me, how I treat LinkedIn differently than Facebook. Well, I get more value out of LinkedIn, um, on a personal professional level than I do out of Facebook, yeah. especially in the times that we're in right now. Um, I can't stand it. I go, I'm, I'm now unmuting or muting people and unfollowing them on Facebook. I can't stand it. We have so many strong points of views about the world and why things are the way that they are. Um, there's not that same level of activity on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a professional networking site. So it's more workplace, industry. What I've heard is people are more polite on LinkedIn. They're not launching verbal attacks. They're not trying to express their viewpoints to try to get people to come on board. It's more related to your career, your work, your industry, your employer. Um, you know, I do go on Facebook because I have friends and family on there that aren't on LinkedIn, but I don't spend much time on Facebook every day and I don't go on Facebook first in the morning. I go on LinkedIn first because yeah. there's value for me. Yeah. Good. Any final tips or, or last, last, uh, last insights? Yeah. If you guys go to my profile, I, um, my network is growing at such a large pace now that I have changed my default button from connect to follow. 
but if you would like to connect with me, when you go on my profile, click on the more button and there will be an option. It'll either say personalize an invite or connect. And that's the workaround to connect with me. And I would certainly be happy to, if you have sent me an invitation by chance during this webinar without a personal note, I always screen in every invitation um, I receive on LinkedIn. I'll kind of say, hey, have we met? Can you remind me? And you know, I'll, I'll screen people in to build some dialogue with them. But um, you know, I'm happy to connect with you. If you guys ever have any um, LinkedIn related questions, Diane's a great resource. Do you guys have her book, by the way? I just, I still have it in front of me. <laughs> so this, is my new, this is my newest book. Um, so Brenda and I are in a 6.30 in the morning um, accountability group, and we were talking about this not too long ago. So I curated a book of quotations by remarkable women called She Said It. Yeah, and I, I did this it. because I was at so many conferences and the quotations were nothing against Lincoln, nothing against Einstein, nothing against, you no, know. No, there's great men in history, but I, I still believe women are 50% of the population. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so I, I curated that book and, and it came up in a conversation and Brenda was kind enough to actually buy the copy of the book. Yeah, and I'm going to use this because I love posting inspirational statements. Um, and I try to make sure um, there's gender balance, there's diversification in other ways in my quotes as well. But um, that's a big pet peeve when I'm at a conference and like every single quote in the slide deck is like of from a man and I and I love men I, I married one I'm raising one, you know, but um, this is a great book because I was like, why, why is it so hard to find quotes from women and I'm like, this is great. It's just a really great book. So Hope you don't mind my oh, little plug. I, still, have I haven't put it away yet. Here. It's sitting next to me. So I'm like, well, I'll give her a little plug real quick. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.